Hello and welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, the podcast about remembering things. I'm your host, Josh. And me? Oh, I didn't see you there. I'm Paul. Oh, nice to see you, Paul. Good to be back here in the studio with you. Yeah, you too, Josh. Thanks. I said that like I was mad at you. (laughs) You looked like you were mad at me. Yeah, you too, Josh. You fucking asshole. Josh and I don't like each other anymore. We don't. Uh, Josh slept with my wife. (laughs) And now she's dead. Those two incidents are related. (laughs) Shot goose straight through her brain. Oh my God. (laughs) This is a family podcast. We're a goose. (laughs) Is that what you call coming? Yeah, shooting goo. I was just going to be silent for a while so that when you introduced me, it would sound like you guys were doing a bit where I'm not actually there. Um, But then you said shooting goo and I couldn't contain myself. Uh, Yeah, we've got an extra special guest today, a guest of honor, if you will. A very special guest. Uh, Very special goose. My dead wife. (laughs) Uh, We have with us, of course, from the Beach Boys Boys Presents, the Rolling Stone Studs, and also uh, a a question asker on my brother, my brother, and me, PJ Willett. Hi, PJ. Hi. I have, I did all those things. You sure did. And not to be forgotten, a question asker on with special guest Lauren Lapkus. The pilot episode of a special guest with Lauren Lapkus. It's true. You're really hitting those uh, podcast question Things, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know how to quantify those segments. Yeah, segments is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm pretty much famous. I made all of the McElroy brothers laugh. So I, I had the craziest double take as as much of a double take as you can do with audio, because um, yeah. I was on a plane listening to that episode oh. of my brother, my brother and me, and it's. That I got to that part as we were descending, so I'm like kind of getting situated, kind of getting ready to like you know get out of my seat, grab my bags, and just get off the plane. And so as we're descending, and I'm like kind of putting all of my stuff back into my backpack and, and arranging. You're also still trying to fight off all these flight attendants who are trying to tell you to put on your mask, right? Uh, yeah. And there's also all these goddamn snakes. <laughs> um. <laughs> so as I'm listening to this episode, I. I'm like, I'm kind of half listening, but then there's some words that really like grab my attention. And the first word is the word jackknife. <laughs> because PJ very- Just because it's a badass word? It's a Yeah, it's a badass word. And you very specifically used that word to describe the, like, the incident that you were in. Um, yeah. And so I'm like, wait a minute, that's- that's not a common, like, I understand, like, that's not a common word to use. And I feel like I only know that word because of the context that PJ used it in. So I'll keep, but I'll, I keep listening a little more attentively now. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're talking about a truck. They're talking about all these things. I'm like, wait, I got to rewind this question. And I rewind the question. I listen to the whole thing. And then it ends with, uh, what was it? It was something in Colorado. Career confusion in Colorado. That, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, there is no one else. Like, there is no one else that this could be where this exact scenario that was described to me before is happening to someone else in that state with the same language. 
So I text Pete. I was like, oh, my God, you are my brother, my brother, and me. I just took a gamble. I didn't ask. I just, like, there's no other way. You accused. I, yeah, I accused him. And, uh, yeah, very good question. You got a you got a hearty laugh out of those McElroy brothers. I did. They really appreciated my question. They all call, they also called me a dumb idiot. <laughs> uh, I okay. Because, so I didn't actually listen to this episode. What was the question that you asked? Um. So I. <laughs> it was, I and also, actually, really, was a very funny question that you asked. Thank you. I can read it verbatim if you like, Paul. That'd be yeah. I would love that. Also, I don't know. I've never listened to their podcast, so I don't know. They they are an advice show for the modern era. Okay. So people send uh, in questions, and it's kind of like a like those old timey newspaper advice column things, but in podcast form, it's like dear dear Abby or yeah. Ask Doctor. Yeah, like, like that. Um, and they were they've been around for like thirteen years, so they were like one of the. First podcast. Wait, these are thirteen year olds you're asking questions to? Yeah, dude. They were fucking babies when they started. They've been podcasting since the womb. <laughs> Their um, father was so, a radio host and he would just true. put microphones up to his wife's womb. And that's how they got their start. Well, so my okay. question is Dear brothers, I recently started a job that at certain points involves driving a big truck that tows an even bigger trailer. I'm not the biggest fan of this job, so I was planning on only keeping this job until I found a new one. Unfortunately, my second week on the job, I was towing the trailer on the interstate and the trailer jackknifed on me. The truck rolled twice and landed upside down. Nobody, including myself, was hurt. But now I feel like I can't quit because I totaled a truck and a trailer. Brothers, should I stick around for a little bit longer or should I just piece the hell out? Uh, career confusion in Colorado. That is a very, the word, the wording that you used is very much your wording. I could see how you picked up on that, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I've got a very strong voice um, with my writing, which is something I did not understand when I was in elementary school. I didn't understand that either. It probably took me until like late high school, maybe even college to really learn what that meant. It took me until college to know what it meant and like actually be like, oh, voice, like what I, you know, like write like. Mm -hmm. uh, but I understood everything else. I was like grammar, whatever the other ones are. Um <laughs> But voice, I never my knew what the fuck could have it meant. This. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can use my grammar's voice. <laughs> grammar, I barely know her. Hello, Sonny. <laughs> I, I jackknifed my trailer. <laughs> that's that's good grammar, PJ. <laughs> well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you. I genuinely, for a second, I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" I don't know if you really did make it out of that uh, <laughs> without any injury. I thought I was a ghost for a minute. Did you actually? This is gonna sound dumb. No, I no judgment here. But immediately after, I was like, "I'm f so." After it rolled, um, I like climbed out, no problem, and I was like, "Wow, that's weird." And then, like, I checked my heart rate, wasn't even elevated, like, no adrenaline rush. I was just, like, fine. And all the cops were like, you're, like, really okay? It's like, yeah, I'm totally fine. They're like, oh, like, really? I was like, no, yeah, totally, I'm great. Um, but then when Melanie was driving me home, I, I was like, maybe I am actually dead. Maybe I'm a ghost. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's a dumb thought. But for, like, a full minute, I was like, do people walk out of things like that okay? Like, I guess I did. So 
Then you ate some food, and then you just kind of like saw it fall all the way through your body, like in Casper. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I really am a ghost. Wouldn't that be crazy if I was a ghost, you guys? Oh, that would be crazy. We would. This would be a pod ghost. Wait, that explains why I can't see anything on this video screen that we've got going. You see a blank background. Yeah. Now that's because he's wearing camo. It's popular in Colorado these days. Squinting. Oh, I saw movement. Oh, the the hunter's orange really gives it away. <laughs> That's so I don't get shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice of you to record this uh, in the woods while you're trekking that elk. Yeah, in the woods and post-mortem. Oh, you guys think I'm trekking elk. Oof. I'm playing the most dangerous game, baby. Yahtzee. <laughs> Maybe for you, Paul. Every time somebody suggests we play Yahtzee, you throw a little bitch fit. I just don't like Yahtzee. No, I don't either, and I fully agree with you on that. Um, it might have been the f- not the first thing we ever like bonded over, but I do remember us talking about it when like we were just becoming friends about how stupid Yahtzee is, and then somebody made us play Farkle, and we were both very mad about it. Yeah, we're like, can we at least just can we let's just hang out and talk? If you're just gonna roll <laughs> dice for no reason, you might as well just visit. <laughs> I truly feel that way. The only yeah, dice game that I like is Shake a Day because you can win money. And you only yeah, have to well, do it once or twice, I guess. We played CeeLo the first time we went to Nashville together, and that was fun. What's CeeLo? I don't know this. I don't remember that. You, you Have you guys seen it like in movies when they're playing dice in the street and they like have money bet on it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, CeeLo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. We played that at a brewery in Nashville. Oh, I think I remember that now. Yeah, it was the brewery that our friend got married at. Mm-hmm. So, wow. that game rules. Also, that brewery rules. It's not really a brewery. It's a tap house, but... Tomato. I'll say. T- potato. Tomato, potato. Uh, should we just get right into the movie? Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I... So, with these episodes, and I'm not sure uh, if this was our plan or not, but I, we've kind of always delved a little bit into just like Christmas in general. Oh, sure. PG, I just want to know a little bit about the, uh, I mean, it's nostalgia entertainment system. I want to know about any Christmas memories that really stand out in your, in that little pea brain of yours. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a mean thing to say. Um, my most vivid Christmas memory is, um, so I have four older siblings. I woke up and it was just me and the next sibling up. So my sister, who's closest in age to me, uh, and we ran upstairs to go open our presents, and nobody was there. Nobody was home. Um, and so we were like, I guess we can open our stockings. So we were like, we opened our stockings, and there were the best monster coloring books in them. So all morning, we were just watching Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and like drawing in these dope ass monster coloring books. Wait, like and monsters? We were, like, I, I guess I just, don't know. Just generic monsters. Okay, yeah. that's rad. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and then uh, we were alone for three days. Um, three days? Three days. Yeah, my mom was in the hospital. <laughs> um, I've heard so, this story. I didn't realize it was so long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so my mom was in, had to go to the hospital. I don't remember what for, but- Wait, for uh, work Christmas, or as a patient? As a patient. So she was very sick the day before Christmas. Um, and like, as she was like cooking dinner, she was like, I don't feel very well. I'm going to go to bed early. So we're like, whatever. We're going to go to bed early too because we're getting up at 
four in the morning to open Santa presents. Um, <laughs> and so we woke up and uh, nobody was home. And we were alone for three days because um, my stepdad woke up my older brother and told him to call our dad to pick all of us up because they were headed to the hospital. What my older brother did was call my dad and said, hey, I'm going to come with you for Christmas. Um, PJ and Hillary are going to um, stay here. Don't know why he did it. He's a sociopath is why he did it. But um, so like my dad thought that like we went to the hospital with them or like we were taken care of until we finally called my dad and we were like, hey, we're out of food. And then my dad was like, where are you? And we were like, oh, we're at mom's house. Wow. And nobody's there? And we are like, no. And he was like, I, I'll come get you immediately. And I think he had to leave work to come get us. Um, and he was so mad at my brother. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, we were just alone for a few days. I was maybe nine. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. What a fun Christmas memory. <laughs> I know, right? When did you... I'm. When did you go to bed? Did you stay up late or did yeah, you go to what, bed what at the normal time? Yeah, what was it like time? being unpoliced? You had kind of well, a home alone situation, but a little bit, a lot of bit sadder. Yeah, a lot of bit sadder. Uh, Joe Pesci was not involved. Um, oh, but was the other guy? Daniel Stern? Daniel Stern was there and it was weird as hell. <laughs> did you know that he wrote the movie Rookie of the Year? No. Oh. That's the one where the kid gets really good at playing baseball. He either wrote or directed it, but it was crazy to me that he did either. Um, that is He what? also start, he stars in it as well. But, um, is that with Dennis Quaid? No, that's The Rookie. This is Rookie of the Year. It was made in the mid to late 90s. It's got a kid who like breaks his arm and it heals weird and then he can pitch real good and he pitches for the Cubs and Gary Busey is in it and Daniel Stern is in it and maybe, I think, Judge Reinhold? Okay. Plays his no, no, it's not Judge Reinhold, but it seems like I think Judge Reinhold was dead by this point. What? Not Judge Ryan, not yeah, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold's still alive. Phil Hartman is oh. what I meant. Um, he'll come up. That's later. why I was like, uh, exactly. Um, I for some reason I get their names confused in my head. I have no idea why. This but, is why I uh, think you're a movie Hartman. guy. Oh, that's fair. Um, but Phil Hartman, it's like a role that if he hadn't died. It would have been a Phil Hartman role, mm. but it was some mm-hmm. other like guy who's like nice but sleazy, like in the movie we're going to talk about. Um, anyway, back to my childhood. Um, <laughs> we were alone all the time as kids; like it wasn't that different, honestly. So, um, I think we just kind of went to bed whenever we got tired, and then woke up and would eat uh, pancakes my mom had made Christmas Eve because there were a ton of them left over. And then when we ran out of those, we called my dad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Christmas pancakes. I don't think. And I've my ever had mom for Christmas. I don't know. Well, they were. It was Christmas Eve, but my mom swears it was not Christmas Day that we woke up and like nobody was there. But I know for a fa- it was me and everybody else. It's like it was Christmas Day. We woke up, nobody was there. Um. My mom swears it was the day after Christmas, with Boxing Day, if you will, the beginning of Kwanzaa as well. It's not, though, but she will swear it up and down. She's like, no, that's not how it happened. That's exactly how it happened, though. So, Mom, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but you're getting old and your memory's bad. But your son is so handsome. <laughs> it's true. I have a hat that says so. It's right on the wall. 
Um, yeah. How was your guys' childhood? <laughs> I really brought the mood down on that one. My bad. Well, I mean, I I honestly thought cuz I feel like you're a you're a pretty good you and I have spent a lot of time together around the holidays, around Christmas specifically. So I thought maybe you had more you seem to enjoy that, Christmas a lot, so I, I thought maybe you had some some other. Oh, I think I've heard. I, uh, you know, I that's a good story, and I'm glad that you told it. But I feel like you. I've heard well, you say I'm that a, Christmas is your favorite holiday. Yeah, I'm about to bring the room down again, boys. I don't like Christmas anymore. Not at all. I think it's fine. I used to. I mean, like you guys are saying, I used to be all about Christmas. Mm-hmm. I just have had. I've not had a good Christmas in a few years, and. I just don't really like it anymore. It makes me sad. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry to no, it's okay. Sorry to bring it down. Uh oh, that's again. okay. I'm just hoping that there'll be a Christmas miracle that uh this Christmas is like the best ever, you know. But like Like you think that Melanie might be getting you that turbo man doll that you've been asking for? I actually want a booster doll. Wow, wow. you're the only one. Well, lucky for I you, know. it's in large supply. I apparently and you know the whole time like whenever I think of the quote when he's like nobody wants a booster um I always in my head think boomer so I always think he goes nobody wants a boomer doll but that's not a thing he was the original generation z okay boomer (laughs) that's true he's the I don't know who does that song never mind forget I said it what um what did you say I used to really nothing nothing I didn't say anything oh um (laughs) Christmas, I used to love Christmas. I used to be all about Christmas cheer, and it was the happiest time of the year. There was snow falling. There was a fat man bringing me toys. No longer is that the case. I mean, it snows still sometimes, but not for long, global warming. That's true. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry Uh, that uh, things have changed for you. You know, that's okay. I think, um, you know, becoming an adult means that Christmases and birthdays are disappointing now. Maybe yep. that's yeah. not the case for everybody. Maybe I'm depressed. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I've never, I've never particularly like celebrated any holiday. A mixture of just like my parents didn't really put a lot of like stock into it, mm. paired with eventually working retail for many years and just having to work yeah. every holiday. You know, holidays just kind of lose meaning. I'm kind of starting to get it back though. It's like, oh, I I can take time off, have fun, so not have to work. We're, we're on like the opposite ends of this. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I experienced what you have, you know, ten years ago. Right, and that makes sense. And you know, I'm hoping this this one will be good because this is my first paid holiday leave. Oh my Ooh, gosh! There you go. Paid holiday. I get from the 24th until the. 4th of January off. Look at, wow. look at this guy making yeah, the... Yeah, baby. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, maybe that's a Christmas miracle I needed. I bet it'll help. Or, I oh, I guarantee it'll help. Um, what I, I mean, like, I would get Christmases off when I drove a school bus, but I also wouldn't get paid during that time. Mm-hmm. So it was like January, I was like, oh, shit, rent. Yikes. Um. And they would give me like a Christmas bonus that was like $50 and a box of oranges. And that's not a joke. <laughs> I do remember the box of oranges. It always, <laughs> yeah. it would just live on our counter. 
Yeah, and I don't particularly eat oranges. Like, I would maybe have one out of the box. Yeah, but me too. I don't a, want that many oranges. It was a big-ass box of oranges, and nobody ever ate them. I liked the theory that I, I, I'm sure you must have come up with it, PJ, but uh, that so many old people drove for the buses that they yes. were just trying to keep them alive via vitamin that, C. That was not my theory. That was uh, somebody who was our former boss. She had worked at the bus company maybe 20 years before I did. Mm, and she mm-hmm. was like, they still give in the old people oranges so they stay alive during the winter months. <laughs> and I was like, is that why they do it? Holy shit. Um, I just thought that one of the owners of the company's kid was like a band kid who was selling fruit, you know? that That's another uh, good That's what I too. thought it was. Which, it might be fruit. both. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, despite me not enjoying Christmas anymore, I still like this movie. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's take a little break here, and start movie Christ month. Ho ho ho! Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Walter Roar jetpack, and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, I would say. Especially on Christmas Eve. Your Christmas spirit. The last one just left. Now, it's two fathers. This is war. One mission. Woo! Oh, baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I think maybe, you know, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starsky and Hutch. We're yes. late delivery of Turbo Man at Toy Wars. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? You can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, show him. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. Welcome back to Movie Christ Month. Movie, movie, Josh. Movie, movie. That's how it goes. Um, so, Movie Christ Month is what you went with. That's what we did last year. Yeah. That's the portmanteau you decided on. Kind of. It's a sloppy portmanteau. <laughs> yeah. I think we I think we thought of it on the spot. I think it's in the episode. And then, yeah, well, why we got something. Why keep thinking? No one at that point, and kind of still now, no one listened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, don't fuck with the formula. Yeah. What works, nah. works, man. Listen, someone's gonna be upset that we that we would have changed it. Mm-hmm. So we can't change Joe. it. Joe. 
Joe. Or he would have put his foot down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, last year we, uh, so for the entire month of December, we just watched Christmas movies and then talked about them. And I don't know. I don't know. We haven't decided if we're going to do more than this one. No, we haven't. We haven't decided <laughs> on a lot of things for this podcast because I, we're busy. Yep. So, but we decided to do at least one because yeah. this movie's awesome. And I, I, PJ, you and I have watched this movie together. I feel like if we're going to do a movie thing, we should have PJ on. PJ is a movie guy. Yeah. I don't even need to be here. Yes, you do. Am I a movie guy? You're I a movie I guy. Am. Yeah, you're a movie guy. I'd say you're more, I don't okay. know, are you more of a TV guy? I would consider you a movie guy, though. I just, I guess I've never thought of myself that way, but it's probably an apt description. You know a lot of movie trivia and celebrity I do. trivia. I do. So by that extension, I just think, oh, yeah, PJ is a movie guy. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but for for this week. But for. <laughs> I'm going to be a radio DJ. Holy, sh- Holy shit. Was there a cat and a fart in that room? There really was. A cat farted and then ran away. <laughs> okay. For this week, we watched Jingle All the Way, a 1996 American Christmas family comedy film directed by Brian Levant. Chris Col- it was produced was by Chris not- Columbus. Yeah, not directed. Oh, see, I thought it was directed. Okay. No. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad as two rival fathers, mattress salesman Howard Langston, Schwarzenegger, and postal worker Myron Larrabee, Sinbad, both desperately trying to purchase a Turbo Man action figure for their respective sons on a last-minute shopping spree on Christmas Eve. Josh, you, you forgot. You know what? Oh, go. Sorry. You, uh, were you going to say you forgot Jake Lloyd is also in this film? I was going to say you forgot who wrote this film. I'm reading the Wikipedia. Randy Cornfield. Uh, oh, Cornfield <laughs> with a K. Yeah, which is an insane name, and I immediately... <laughs> I mean, I picked up on that immediately. I was like, wait a minute, Cornfield, and it's... It's spelled with a K. Yeah, that's. A I bonkers, would imagine. I would imagine thing. someone's last name being Corn with a K. No problems, but Cornfield with a K. Yeah, that's a stretch. It's like if your last name you was know. Tractor and Tractor was spelled with a a K. K. <laughs> Cractor. Oh wait, Tractor is spelled. Um, so you should have gotten your brother Ben on the podcast, who works as a postman, and me, a former partial mattress salesman. I I did so to get to get right into it, Josh. I don't know if you had any any other stuff you wanted to say right no, now. No, that is that's just a description of the movie. But so I told I never realized I've seen this movie a good amount of yes. times. I watched this as a kid. Never realized that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a mattress salesman. The only way I knew is because in the beginning scene when he's like writing a report, when his like wife is calling him, like you need to be at your Jake Lloyd's karate thing. It <laughs> says your like Jake Lloyd's <laughs> karate thing. Um, it's like color of box spring, light blue. Like that's the only reason I knew. I was like, hey, he does mattress stuff. I I think he said like one thing. He, he said one mattress because I I also picked up that he was a mattress salesman. But then it doesn't really matter. No, it never What's comes other, back. What's the other thing he says? That's the only thing I picked up on was the like. Well, I definitely word saw that document. I saw the, the word, document, but something else he said, which I feel it like wasn't, the word mattress was said or something bed related. It was something where I was like, "Wait, is, does he sell beds?" I wasn't sold on it, but it, it just like was a brief 
Like, if you weren't sold on it, he's not doing his job. Well, and you're and not his best customer. His number one customer. Number one, excuse me. Yeah, I don't know if you even watched this movie, Josh. Um, I did. Take a seat right here. Okay. And uh, tell me any other. I don't know. I don't know where to go with this bit. I'm bailing. <laughs> I'm leaving right okay. now. Uh, but yeah, he's a mattress salesman. Not unlike you used to be, PJ. Well, That's you weren't true. a mattress well, I salesman. Worked in, I worked in the warehouse, but I did sell mattresses. So a mattress salesman. I did. I yeah. I I closed a few sales. That makes me a salesman by definition. That's true. Did you get commission on those? Um, my boss bought me beer. That's a kind of commission. I think, I think he got the commission on them. Uh, and then he was like, "Oh, you know, like I'll buy you lunch or like we'll go out for beers, you know." Things like that. Mm. Here's a $10 sandwich for selling that $5,000 mattress. Enjoy, buddy. Oh, I never... I actually did sell a $5,000 mattress. I was going to say I never sold any... No, no, no. I sold like a $2,500 mattress. I never sold a $5,000 mattress. That's big time. <laughs> Not me. Not little old me. <laughs> Not little old me. No. There's that grammar again. <laughs> so, I guess to begin with, I always forget that Jake Lloyd is in this movie. Like I didn't realize that was Jake Lloyd until Caitlin pointed it out to me. I was also looking at my phone typing notes, and I was like, hey, look, it's Anakin. I was like, what? And lo and behold, you, there he is. He has a, You think all he has You changed. think that Mark Wahlberg and who is it? Who is it? Jason Bateman? Yes. <laughs> I look the same. I think you might just think all white folk look the same. Yeah, I, yeah, probably. A lot of us do. To be fair, children and PJ? think Paul and I look the same. Yeah, who? I was going to say. Wait, who looked the same? <laughs> Me and PJ. Me and Paul. Oh, that's true. It also doesn't help that both of you have the same name. Okay, but none of these kids know that my name is Paul. And my name I don't is, know. simply isn't PJ. <laughs> that's true. Nobody calls me that. It's just simply not. There's not even a J in his whole name. The only thing that's kind of similar about us physically is we are near the same height. That's true. Not the exact and same height by else. any means. We, we no, have similar colored skin. We're both pretty white. We're both on the pale end. I'm a little bit more olive toned than you, but that's well, yeah, fine. but I that's mean, the jaundice a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that's because I've that's the scurvy. I've never eaten an orange in my life. <laughs> but other um, than that, yeah, we we look almost totally different. Yeah, yeah, and we like same exact uh, penis size, which is weird. That's true, and same like you said, skin color. For our wieners, both very tan. <laughs> Same bend. <laughs> yeah, that, that slight curve in there. Yeah, it's crazy. Which you think you wouldn't be able to see a curve on two and a half inches, but it's there. <laughs> you could tell, though. We make sure people can tell. <laughs> yeah, we point it out. But it's like that horseshoe curve near the Grand Canyon. It's crazy. <laughs> it's extreme. Just got to zoom in a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, so should we just go through the movie? Uh, just like let's just go through the movie, plot by plot, mm, beat by beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it starts with probably my favorite part of the whole movie because it's just a Power Rangers thing. Starts off with a nice, uh, as it's as it's called, tokusatsu, which is just uh, when you have a, a person in a suit fighting other people in like monster costumes, and they just fight on set. It's called tokusatsu. I did not know there's a word for there it. There is That's a word for that. Yeah. I didn't either. Uh, so it starts off with that. Get to see Turbo Man mm-hmm. fighting, oh, yeah. uh, what's his name and his friends? 
I can't remember. Dr. Demento? Yeah. Dementor? No, Dr. Demento is weird. Dr. The guy Demento who gave is, Weird Al yeah. his start. It's Dr. <laughs> yeah, he's Dementor. He's a parody artist. Yeah. Or maybe it's just Dementor. I, I don't remember there being a doctor, but... Uh, I think I just always think it is because of Dr. Demento. But I, I think it is just Dementor, which also is the name of that thing from Harry Potter. So it's kind of a funny that's true. coincidence. Sp- speaking of Christmas... Sorry, I just I, I want to sidetrack for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Is Harry Potter a Christmas movie? What? Is Harry Potter a Christmas movie? Oh, is it? I thought you said this Harry Potter Christmas movie, <laughs> and I thought they had just made this whole Harry Potter Christmas thing, and I was waiting for you to tell us about it. Thematically, no. Oh, no. Seasonally, yes. At okay, least the first I, one. I agree with that. I have never seen the movies ever in my life, and Melanie is making me watch them because she's like, they're Christmas movies. They're not. I think se- None I of think them. I think seasonally the first few came out in like November, December before they started being summer blockbusters or something. Yeah, I, I so, would give the first one a Christmas movie pass. I would too, because I also feel like there's a good chunk of the movie that takes place during winter. And yeah. so maybe there's some kind of association. But thematically, no, they are not Christmas movies. Yeah, but two I would through say, seven and seven part two. Yeah. yeah I, I would say thematically no, but seasonally, yes. Okay, I just am being not forced to watch them, but we're having to watch them because she insists they're Christmas movies, and I disagree wholeheartedly. But she's like, "No, they're fine. I don't know. I don't love. I don't them, know." But I, th- I think their own. Some people don't think cheesecake is a Thanksgiving food, but I do. <laughs> so one hundred percent, it is. Some yeah. people don't think that. Some people think Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Everyone's got their own thing. All right, fair enough. Um. They're, the first two are not good. The third one, we're o- we, we've only seen the first three. Third one is okay. Oh, I think I think you're gonna like them more as you go on. That's my theory. Okay. But the when second one kid, is my I, favorite one. Really? When yeah. I was a kid, I only read the first two and a half, um, and then I was like, I'm not into this magic bullshit, um, and I stopped reading them. You're like Christ wouldn't agree with this. Exactly. I thought it's a sin. I'm reading this. I wish I would have listened to my mother. And my priest, and um, you bought two Bibles and not sinned, yeah. So um, anyway, I just we you said something about Harry Potter, and we had to, I had to sidetrack. Back to the show. The next thing I wrote down is uh, old Anakin. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it just zooms out, and then you see Jake Lloyd watching the television, and Jake Lloyd, wow, you got it. He's consistent. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta admire that in an actor. Two movies. Yeah, <laughs> he's very consistent. Well, I mean, at least for this one, like, and this one was definitely this was before Phantom Menace, but at least it was by he, three years. He's a kid in this, and everything he does is very consistent with what a child does, which makes total sense. Like, he's just like, like be a bad actor. Yeah. yeah, and so I think you know he's fine in this. What I don't understand is how George Lucas was probably watching this and was like, Darth Vader. Not, that's not Darth probably. Vader. Not probably. That's how it happened, Paul. <laughs> he got Anakin because of this movie. Which is just insane that, Darth, that he was like, yep, yeah, that kid, that's Darth Vader. That guy's going to choke people and uh, kill, like cut off his son's hand. It's that guy right Maybe there. Maybe he wanted there to be such a huge dichotomy between who he was and who he becomes. I mean, probably, but still. Just that a funny- guy looks like he's going to sound like James Earl Jones in the future. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I can just picture this little young boy without his face. <laughs> just melted in lava. Melted and missing limbs. Perfect. You're hired, kid. I don't know why George Lucas is 
from the Bronx all of a sudden. He's uh, always been. When he really, he should just sound like this. Just a, a gentle nerd. Now you see, when this I is was the watching young boy, Jingle all the way, I, I just, thought to myself, look at that kid. Schwarzenegger's that's, kid? That's the kid who's just not going to have a face anymore. <laughs> you went back to Bronx real quick. Jeff. I did. I don't know how to do any other accent. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Jingle all the way. I liked how uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger is selling his mattresses as a mattress salesman, uh, he he does a little workout, just like I noticed like that, just like three right. seconds, as if to explain this is why he's huge. That's why he's a strong man. Yes, because <laughs> he just occasionally will do a little hand workout. Some of the hand clampy things which, on the phone. Which we'll we'll get into this a little bit later. But um, somebody I don't remember if this was something I heard in real life. But it's never explained in any movie why Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a fucking jacked ass, like, Mr. Universe. Uh, it's never mentioned, except for in Terminator, That's kind a, of. It is a great point, yeah. Um, I, and in this one, I like that they tried. <laughs> I thought he looked like, kind of small. No. That's because they put him in a jacket. That might be, yeah. I was kind of well, expecting him to look bigger. And next to Sinbad. Sinbad's a pretty big guy. I mean, not like as Sinbad's buff. like 6'4". Yeah. yeah. He's a tall guy. He's, he's, you know, he's pretty well built. And very white teeth. He has very, they zoomed in right on those chompers. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. I didn't pick up on it then, but I'm thinking about it now, and you were right. He's got a nice smile. Mm-hmm. And he, he's got some charisma, too. But, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking about that. Yeah. So, yeah, Arnold is, uh, you know, the beginning of the movie- He's working out, you know, he's in his office. Making same, those calls. This this is very similar across so many Christmas movies. Like, it's like almost identical to how the Santa Claus opens. It's very tropey, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the dad who's like busy working and, you know, he's, he's got family stuff that he's ignoring for mm-hmm. now. Um, it's so similar to the intro of the Santa Claus. I remembered this movie, him ending up at the karate thing. And being like, oh, you did great. And then the kid being like, no, you didn't see it. I looked for you. But that's the Santa Claus. Is it karate in the Santa Claus as well? It's not karate. It's something else. But like he makes it to the end of it, but doesn't see like what actually I think maybe it's a different movie. But then just goes to show that this is like a very common, very overdone in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But don't forget, you're my number one customer. He tells his wife that instead of saying I love you, which is. A pretty good it's like, bit. Ah, it's, no, Liz. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are there are movies where sometimes I will get that secondhand embarrassment and I'll like look away. And this was one of those times where it like legitimately got to me enough where I was like, oh no, I I oh, saw really? it. Yeah, it, it, that hit huh. me. At that I saw spot. it coming. I was like, he's gonna do it. And I was like, nah, motherfucker, you did it. Mm-hmm. God damn it. God damn it, Howard. See, I did not have that secondhand embarrassment. I get that pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But that didn't hit you this at this point. No, and not only did it not hit me at this point, uh, not at all during this movie, Paul. I think that might have been the only time it hit me in this movie. Yeah, that makes sense. It'd be batshit crazy if it was at any other point in this movie. <laughs> the rest of it is a lot more more goofy and lighthearted. But for some reason, this first yeah. scene really was like, oh yeah, this guy is fucking up. Yeah, I, He's I've fucking done up. the same thing to my son. So yeah, um, your son is also Jake Lloyd. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so he's fucking up, and then he speeds. Not does only does he speed. He goes on the shoulder of the road mm-hmm. 
to try to get to his son's karate thing. And that's the first instance we see the cop. Yeah. He runs into, he drives past motorcycle cop. I'm surprised that and there's a motorcycle cop in December. Maybe Minneapolis yeah, is just different. Is it Minneapolis? Yeah. Did they say that? It's a Twin Cities. Uh, well, they go to the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I did not. I guess I just didn't notice. I was trying to, I thought it was Chicago because I was like, it doesn't look like New York from the skyline. Maybe it's Chicago, but Minneapolis makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did themselves a disservice by putting the cop in a helmet at this point because he looks completely different from himself later in the movie. He does. Like, he looks you know, it's different. the same cop because it's like a bit, but like his gray hair is very distinguishable. And at the beginning, he's just wearing a helmet. So it's like, oh, it's just a cop with like aviators. And then the next time you see a cop, you don't necessarily know it's the same cop. I agree. I think they kind of, I think you can kind of infer that because it's the bike. You can infer that, yes. But any cop wearing a big ass helmet that takes up his whole head and sunglasses looks the same. Did he not take his sunglasses off? No. No, no, no. no. I don't remember it. I just remember thinking like, motherfucking cops. He, he, the cop yeah. is a big asshole in this. Like, especially that first scene, like, cause Arnold is like not unreasonable. He's like, I'm sorry, officer. I'm just trying to make it to my son's event. And then the cop's like, yeah. oh, okay. Are you telling me how to do my job? And he's clearly not. So I was like, okay, yeah. you're just getting off on this power Yeah, it's trip. like, all right, get out of the car. It's like, yeah. That's when I wrote down like, this is why I don't like cops. I, I wrote down yeah, ACAB it, after that. This is, yeah, this is what pushed me over the edge to get an ACAB tattoo. <laughs> He makes him. He makes him recite the alphabet. Stops him three letters in. He's like backwards. Yeah. But I do love how Arnold, like at first with the alphabet, he's like A, B, C. Like he's the, in a hurry, but he's well, still like. Was, you know, that wasn't in the script, Paul. That's just as fast as he can say it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the cleanest. The take. Austrian alphabet is <laughs> exactly. much different than the American. Ah, uh, bet. He's just doing the Spanish <laughs> I just assume they're the same. <laughs> but so so the cop stops him and then it, it like hard cuts to uh <laughs> also, <laughs> as if Austrian is a language. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, this is a good point. Uh so smash cut to Arnold uh going to the, the school and there's two janitors cleaning up uh from the the karate. Well, first we promotion. see first we see the uh, karate thing happening. It's when we meet their neighbor Ted. Oh yeah, Ted's Played filming. By Phil Hartman. Yeah. At first, I was just like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" I don't know why they're making such a big deal out of this guy. He's always just like chatting up the ladies. Is and this I, the first time you've seen this movie, Josh? Uh, I haven't seen this probably since I was like, I don't know, nine. Okay, great. Oh. I was a kid the last time I saw it, so I haven't seen this in a. I think. I've seen bits and pieces of this when you guys would watch it. It's been almost 20 years together. since you've seen this movie. I think so, yeah. It's That's been a long wild. time since I've seen this movie. Um, so I'm just like, I just remember like thinking, like, who the fuck is this guy? I even, I didn't even, I kind of heard his name. So at first I wrote down, who the fuck is this Tim guy? So I didn't hear what his name was. I was like, why are they making such a big deal out of this guy? I've never seen him before. They don't even really introduce him. They just like, hey, look at, look, it's Phil Hartman, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which at first I didn't and recognize it was Phil Hartman. Until you heard his voice. Until I heard his voice, like, wait a minute, that's Troy McClure. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute, here we go. Phil Hartman has, like, a pretty distinct voice, but it's different than Troy McClure. In this movie, he's doing Troy McClure. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Like, there's no doubt, like... It is very, very much the same. It is exactly the same. 
Um, I do think all of the bits that he's like a dude who fucks every mom in the neighborhood are very funny. It was. It was funny. Yeah. Especially when his husky little kid is like, um, uh, maybe your parents should get a divorce. It worked wonders for my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Wish my dad was cool like yours. Yeah, well, my dad wasn't like that until my parents got divorced. So maybe your parents need to get divorced. Yeah, which is like... Such kid logic. That's a very funny also, kid thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Howard shows up. He missed the recital. Not recital, but the karate thing. No. The belt. We'll go recital. <laughs> he he yeah, missed the karate recital. Uh, shows up. I'm surprised. Well, I guess I'm not that surprised. It was it was the 90s. because the, the door was still unlocked after everything. You know, I feel like someone would have locked, the, like the janitors would have locked the door. Nah, and then, this was oh. this was pre-Columbine. Yeah, so it was before all of that. So he walks in and it's like, oh, I missed it. And then, uh, Which, he, it's a bummer he couldn't have guessed that by none of the by cars no in the parking lot. By no cars in the parking lot. He, I don't know, maybe maybe there's parking somewhere else because he parks like on the shoulder in front of the doors. Which I get, he's running late. I he get is, that I get not. that. Did, did you yeah. realize he, he was running late, Josh? I did. Okay. Even if I was running late, I would have parked in the parking lot, though. But he was running late. I don't know if I can make that any more clear to you. I don't think you can. I'm dumb. <laughs> I just don't understand how he missed it. Okay, I have a legitimate <laughs> question <laughs> for for both of you. Um, because I think... Where was he during the recital? <laughs> what was he doing? It's never explained in the movie. I checked. We should, out. we should have a podcast where we just pretend like we don't know what happened in the movie. <laughs> after after the whole like fake Power Rangers you thing, don't... I fucking checked out. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no a podcast I... where you don't understand dual storylines <laughs> happening. <laughs> but I do have a question for both of you. We can we can assume from all the time spent with Howard that he is a big hotshot mattress salesman. <laughs> Even though they don't Apparently, talk about it through yeah. the rest of the movie. Even though it is never brought up and plays yeah. no part in the rest of the movie, I I would like to think that it's He's safe to assume money. that, yes, he has a lot of money. I am very bad with years and just things that happen during really yes. any time. So, this was my exact thought. I was like, does he make a lot of money or is that just a normal house for 1996? I was thinking the thing about the car. Oh yeah. Is oh. that ni- is that a 1996 GMC and is that the equivalent of like a black Cadillac today? Mm. No, they had black Cadillacs then. But but what but I don't know. Like I I'm just wondering like if you were like if you were watching that movie at the time, would that car which to all of us now seems like that's a fucking old car, would that elicit the response of like damn Howard makes money? So, I think maybe because that was right around the time SUVs were coming out. Mm. Like the first SUV that was like built like that, I, I'm going to say was the Explorer. And it was uh, the follow-up to the Bronco because they got rid of the Bronco because of OJ. It's back now, um, baby. It's back now. Just like OJ. Like 90... <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> coincided. How weird is that? Crazy. Um. But uh, 94, I think, is the first year the Explorer came out. I might be super wrong about this. Don't fact check me. But I think that's when, like, big SUVs that were not actually, like, sport utility vehicles, like Jeeps or um, 
Broncos had been, like actual family cars that were SUVs. I think this was like near the first generation of those. So I think if you had a big ass car like that, I think it meant you were like pretty well off. Otherwise, you were driving like a Geo Metro. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That, that would have been a funny, funny like element to it. If a he was driving bit, a tiny car. He was a crappy salesman, but he still says, you're my number one cup and has that many sales and is that confident, but is just crap at his job and has a shitty car. Well, and just, you know, they probably got the GMC, I think it's a Yukon or a Suburban, um, because he didn't fit in any other car. Probably. It would have been like that Simpsons bit with the guy in the I was just thinking that. Where Nelson yells at the guy for having a small car and he gets out and he's like three times the size of Nelson. Yeah. You and think what, it's he easy? Him or something weird? Driving around in this tiny car? This is the only car I can afford. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. But then what does he does he like He pulls his pants down and makes him parade around in Now everybody can <laughs> laugh at you. Laugh at the mean boy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a great show! Uh, I like that we all know what this scene is. Yeah, it's a great, a great scene. To me, it sticks out in my mind. Like I think about that probably once a month. Oh yeah, I bet there are a lot of people who are like, "What the hell are they I, talking about?" Every now and then, I'll see someone in town driving a small car, and they're a larger person, and I'll think about that guy. Yeah, it's funny. Every about once a month, I will pull a young boy's pants down and make him parade around in front of my car as I'm driving. <laughs> Weirdly enough, that scene has not occurred to me in years. Weird. It's a good one. Um, um, so yeah, Howard comes home, and he is greeted by Ted on his roof. God, this thing would... I felt the most visceral reaction to this part, actually. I know I talked about secondhand embarrassment, but I was like as mad as Howard would have been. I was a little buzzed when I watched this movie. So I was really <laughs> feeling everything that was going on. But when I saw uh, Phil Hartman on top of his roof, like putting on Christmas lights for him, I was like, fuck that. No, you cannot do that. Don't put Christmas lights on somebody else's house. Mm, I see you no, man. You get your ass kicked where I come from. Now, like <laughs> I said earlier, I wasn't sure who the hell he was. So <laughs> I didn't really know he was the name. I, I don't know. I wasn't sure who he was. And it was at this point I gleaned like, oh, okay. I think he's their neighbor. I wrote down, that would have been great if someone did such a beautiful job <laughs> doing all the Christmas lights on my house for me. That's I love that the difference in our reactions. To that. I was so <laughs> I, mad. I, I didn't know who uh, he I, was. I didn't really put any stock into the relationship between Ted and anyone else. I was thinking like that is a beautiful job of hanging up these Christmas lights, expertly done, and he saved me all that time. Sure, see, he wants to fuck in, my wife, but whatever. In my mind, it was just so presumptive. Where it's like, I just wanted to get the Christmas cheer, and I would have been like. Fuck you, Howard. Fuck you. Me too. Not Howard. Ted. Uh, but Ted, fuck you, Ted, because like you assume I want the Christmas spirit. You don't know that I want that. What if I want my house to be drull and boring? Fuck you. Fuck you. What about my energy bill, Ted? Ever think of that? Are you going to pay my energy bill? You're going to come and put my star on my tree? You're not going to pay my energy bill, though? You fucking piece of shit. He should have asked him about the energy bill. Oh. Yeah. Missed I do have a question for either of you. Uh, this is going yeah. back to the karate thing. Did either of you ever have a parent miss a thing where you were upset about it? I never have. Like I've had my things where my 
Everything I did, yeah. They missed PJ's Christmas that one year. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> um, you know, I was... <laughs> I think this is the most Josh has ever left on the podcast. Yeah, that I think really so. really funny. No, that just got me. <laughs> um, I was the youngest of five, so they just kind of didn't show up to my stuff because they were like, we've been through four kids' band concerts at this point. We don't need to show up to this one. So I never got offended by it. I was like, I wouldn't want to come to a sixth graders' band concert anyway. I don't... I think there were times where I was like, oh, I don't even want my parents to come to this because I was like kind of embarrassed about whatever was going on. I don't I don't remember either of them missing anything or if they did miss it, they hit it very well. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't tell my parents about my first football game. Oh. I knew I, I knew I was going to quit. So didn't want them to show up to that. Did you just tell them it was a practice? How did yep, you get there? Sure did. They dropped me off because I told them it was a practice. Oh. There you go. Uh, and then it was a game, and hmm, don't remember if we won. Couldn't care less. Uh, and then I quit the next day. Well, there you go. Yeah, football sucks, dude. Don't do it. Anyway. Never have. Uh, Howard comes home. Jake's watching TV. I'm just going to call him Jake. I know his name's Jamie, but he's going to be Jake. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. don't know hardly any of the character names, but I know a lot of the actor names. Yeah. Rita Wilson, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Rita, yeah. Phil Hartman. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so Melanie is really good at knowing the characters' names in movies. Like she listens or whatever. I don't know. But I don't know all the <laughs> actors' names. So I'm like, what the fuck is Rita Wilson doing? She's like, that's not a character in this movie. And I'm like, no, it's the lady, Tom Hanks' wife. It's Rita Wilson. Is that Tom Hanks' and wife? Then yeah, in real yeah. life. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. Yeah. To me, she and was Howard's wife. <laughs> Colin Hanks' mother. And Chet Hanks's mother. Oh, are those his sons? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, Howard comes home. Jake's watching TV. Jake is mad at Howard. Big time. He he's mad enough that he just turns off the TV and goes to his room and starts reading a comic book like a nerd. Uh huh. At this point, I was also feeling just like Howard. You're making it worse. Don't yeah, don't, don't don't follow him. Don't just let him let him cool down. You're making you're uh, making all of yeah. this worse. Honestly, when he's like, "How does the belt work? Do I put it here?" Oh, I no, know. I put it here. I put it here. And he just starts doing like dumb karate moves. Like you're making things worse, Howard. That what is, are you yeah, but doing? It, it's a very dad thing to do, though. I can imagine my yeah. dad doing that all too well. Like when I was that age. Yeah, but if my dad was Arnold Schwarzenegger and he made the faces that he makes during that part, I'd be like, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> yeah, Did you guys notice? Huh? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, so after he like asks him what he wants for Christmas and he's like, I want the Turbo Man, blah, 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 with like this, blah, 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 and batteries not included. Um, mm-hmm. It like ends that scene with like a slow like fade out. It like zooms out like onto their house, and Phil Hartman is still on their roof. Is it <laughs> putting up Christmas lights? I didn't Only for that. like a split second. But if you pause it, you I can see. I didn't notice that either. He's still That's like on the roof, funny. just like plugging something in or something. Fun detail. Like that. Yeah. Which That's I thought really was funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah. He's up there just the whole time hearing the fight. So now we know what Jake wants for Christmas. He wants a Turbo Man doll with yeah. voice changing activator. Something like that. Uh, 
next morning, Jake's eating breakfast. Howard's gonna go and Sorry, find. Sorry, no, 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 oh. no, 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 no. You skipped an important plot point. I probably where did. Rita Wilson is like, "You bought that already?" And he's oh, like, "Oh, right. Oh, yeah, I definitely bought it." And then she's like, "Good, because it'd be impossible to find." And then he's laying in bed and he goes, <gasps> "A nice light yeah. casts across his eyes. You can really see how big they are." Well, he's yeah. wearing a very cool shirt that says Atlanta 1996. That's true. He's got the a Olympics. Fun I like that shirt. I do like that shirt a lot too. I wonder if that's his shirt. Did we all notice how good the shirt was? Yeah, probably. Do you I notice think it too? Yeah. Then we go, I did. I was like, that's a good shirt. I think because for us, it's vintage <laughs> instead of, oh, that was that year. <laughs> it, it's a nice color too. It's and a it fits nice, him well. Yeah. <laughs> he wears that shirt well. So yeah, we learned. I just was like, where do I get one of them? <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. Yeah. So yeah, we learn what we learn what Jake wants for Christmas. We learn, well, he didn't buy it, Mm-mm. and that he's gonna have a hard time. And he's lied to his wife. And he lied to his wife. So he's he's in double jeopardy here, which That's means true. he should be off the hook. If I understand the United States legal system, and I think that I is- do. Yeah, that is correct. Double yeah. jeopardy means that he would have lied before and it wouldn't have been true, and so he can't be tried for it at this point in time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. only that, but uh, I think he's going to make it out just fine. It's a short movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, next morning, Jake Lloyd's eating breakfast, his Turbo Man shoes or whatever, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, he, he's got on his coat, and he's walking out the door, and Rita Wilson is like, Hey, babe, where you going? And he's like, hey, Toots, I got to get to the office. And she's like, fuck are you talking about? It's Christmas Eve. I'm your wife. I know you don't work today. And he's like, we got to go to the parade. What are you doing? Yeah. And so he he like whispers, uh, I got to go pick up the D-O-L-L. Because apparently Jake Lloyd's character is an idiot and cannot <laughs> spell doll. Even though he's like in at least second grade, probably. Right? Yeah. Could have gone to another room, too. Yeah, and he's just sitting yeah. there munching his cereal like, I don't know what D-O-L-L spells. I got my Turbo Man O's. <laughs> I can't I can't pay attention to anything else. I recognize the circle letter he said, but not the other ones. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, he uh, he goes right into, the, right into town. Can I say also, noticing the wardrobe, I like, I like Arnold's coat. It's a nice coat. It's a good coat. It looks good on him, too. Fits him well. It's a good color. Honestly, what wouldn't fit him well? Like, what do you think he's going to look frumpy in? Nothing. Maybe something that's way too small. No, that would look good on him. You'd see his rippling little freaking abs, dude. Maybe like an Ebenezer Scrooge nightgown. (laughs) No, even that. I think that's making a comeback in a big way. (laughs) Maybe if he was wearing, like, uh... Don't you dare say a muumuu because he wears it in junior and he pulls it off. I was going to say like a gross, like puke colored Yeezys and uh, capris. Yeah. And capris. Honestly, that's it. It's a good look. <laughs> all right. All right. You're the, you're the fashion forward one of us. So that's true. I wear a ring. Ring. Sorry. I got. I was staring. Anyway, anyway, he goes out into the he goes out into town, goes to the toy store. Uh, there's a big line trying to get into the toy store. Everyone's doing la- everyone is bad at Christmas. 
There's a huge line clamoring at the door of this toy store. Yeah, okay, and here's the thing. He like walks to the front, no problem. And then after he's like, let us in, you're gonna you're gonna screw us over three minutes. They're all like, get to the back of the line. It took him a long they're time. Gonna, they're gonna only push put- this fucking giant man to the back of the line. No, if that dude cut in front of me, it's like, you're good, dude. This was your spot all along. Well, yeah, and that made sense like at the beginning when they were like letting him cut. But yeah, as soon as they started pushing him back, it was like, oh, well, wait. Now that he's trying to help you, you're mad? Maybe they all thought he worked there or something. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm also like, was everyone there for a Turbo Man? I don't think so because they get in the store finally. They let him in. They trample the poor guy. Which happens again. There's like, I don't, these shop owners have no sense of personal safety. They're goading crowds. (laughs) It's true. You're you're provoking crowds that want... You're and they got it. They got what they were asking for. I will say in real life, if you've seen like the Black Friday videos, uh, the 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 uh, clerks of the store will unlock the door and then like back up real quick. Yeah, you gotta get out. Get trampled to goddamn death. Yeah, Yeah. it's like oh oh oh, two more minutes. Uh, we're jacking up the price. It's like, do you have a fucking death wish? Yeah, Yeah, dude. Also, like, if you're the owner of the store. Why not open those like two minutes early? Guess what? That's two more minutes. You get a sale. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Anyway, well, it, yeah, because it looks like once they get in, not everyone's going for the turbo man. What is everyone clamoring out the door for then? Just like rubber balls and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Per- yeah. Um. Uh. Oh shit! What was I gonna say? It's only Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger going to go get Turbo Man dolls. Seemingly, yeah. Mm-hmm. They get made fun then, of for it too. Yeah, Chris Parnell laughs right in their face. Which is, I did like that part. And I like when Arnold like picks them up like by like the neck. Because yeah. for a second there, I was like, wait, why is everybody like making fun of him? He's like going to eat them. Mm-hmm. He's so big. Through the whole movie. Yeah. Through the whole movie. I'm like, why are they picking a fight with goddamn Arnold Schwarzenegger with the fucking Terminator there? He's going to kill makes them. Zero sense. Or it even was the Sinbad. one time. Yeah, dude. The he's yeah, he's fucking six foot ten. Um, yeah, the only part where I'm like, this is realistic is when he picks them up, and then later on when Big Show is like the Big Santa. He's a oh, WWE that was wrestler. Big Show. That was Big Show, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow, we've talked about Big Show before on the pod. We have. Oh, a friend of the pod. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was convinced are, are he was guys- dead for a while. Yeah. He's still alive. Um, are you guys familiar with what this is based on? Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I thought you meant the, the Santa Claus fight specifically, oh, no, 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 and no, I no. was like, uh, I don't know, did somebody fight a bunch of Santas? That actually just happened to Jim Belushi one time. <laughs> I So I was reading the trivia, and I, I didn't know before that it was based partly yeah. on Tickle Me Elmo, but also on Cabbage Patch Kids, like the craze from the 80s. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then Tickle Me Elmo yeah. happened to happen that same exact year. Oh, as Jingle All the Way? Yeah. Wow. I Okay, I'd always heard that it was based on how crazy people were for Tickle Me Elmo. Well, I, I think it was originally based on like the Cabbage Patch Kids and then Tickle Me Elmo just happened just to also perfect. happen like, concurrently with that. Yeah, that would make sense. Now they call it LOL Elmo. <laughs> Do they really? That's, yeah, a real thing. I don't know why they would call Cabbage Patch Kids that. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. I do like sense. how nowadays... Uh, Store clerks will be like, ha, look at this guy. He's trying to get a PlayStation 5. That's, what's, that's what today's yeah. parallel is. 
There should be a new jingle all the way that's about Arnold trying to get a PlayStation 5. <laughs> they, really should. they should do the same thing with all the same people. Same cast, yeah. Same cast. It's Rita Wilson, Jake Lloyd. The, the same- Phil Hartman's ghost. The same 25 <laughs> years later, so it's still Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's still a mattress salesman. He's trying to get a PS5 for Jake Lloyd. He misses lives Jake Lloyd's basement. like- <laughs> Black belt ceremony. Black belt ceremony. <laughs> Honestly, this wouldn't be the worst sounding movie from what I've read. I would, uh, They're making I would another Hocus Pocus, so there is hope that we're just going to get the same movie, but instead he's trying to get a PlayStation 5. Uh, so Arnold in the toy store, like he bullies the toy store clerks into being like, don't you have one left? And then they rat out this one lady uh, who was in An a fur An old coat. woman. Yeah. Yeah. Who they're like... They're like, uh, this old woman bought the last one. She had it on layaway, so she's paid for it already. You guys remember layaway? I do. I, Kmart I, specifically. Kmart layaway. That's yeah. I haven't thought of the concept in forever. I bought a guitar on layaway at a pawn shop. Oh, which guitar? Yeah, my Taylor. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, I still have it. I I guess I more remember when you got it, and it sounded great. Yeah. I remember that was the first guitar you bought. Where I was like, oh, that actually sounds. I can tell the difference, and I don't play guitar. Yeah, it's a nice guitar. So they he Arnold chases the lady in the, in her car for a while, just on foot, like just right runs in the middle of traffic. Her. Yeah, and then she speeds away because, of course, it looks like an insane giant man is chasing her, which he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he stops. True. And then, ironically, in Terminator, he's not the one chasing cars. That's Robert Patrick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I, man, I haven't seen Terminator or Terminator 2 in so long. Sorry. Yeah, I should have said Terminator 2. I just, I got to watch those again. Hell yeah, brother. Those are great movies. I don't quite remember what happens next. Uh, Well, then it, it, it goes into that. It's a montage. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's right. Like, you got neon signs of toys that cry. That, that wasn't, where did that come from? I was just going to say, PJ, you, you probably know the answer to this. It's like. There's a parody of it for sure in Simpsons and in all sorts of movies. I was thinking like, of the Simpsons one. I was like, I wonder if the Simpsons got it from here. But there's no way that originated in 1996. No, it's definitely a it's, parody of something. I think it's Citizen Kane. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, I think so. I know that there's a similar montage in Citizen Kane. I have to imagine that's the first time that it was like the first time that happened. Yeah, of, of like somebody going through town and like there's there's like drinks and neon signs and people laughing. I'm pretty sure. Here, wait, I've got a page pulled up. Because I, I haven't seen Citizen Kane, but I also definitely have not seen the whatever original thing that is from. Sorry, it originated with Sunrise from 1927? 27? Wow. I've never even heard or of that. Or potentially The Long Weekend, which... Let's see when The Long Weekend came out. Or The Lost Weekend, I should say. The Lost Weekend is from... I want the film. A 1945 film with Jane Wyman, who was Ronald Reagan's first wife. Wow. See, I think at that point it was already a trope, though. I think it may have just... I don't... I'm sure it can be pinpointed... What when the cliche started or when the trope started, but I think at this point it's just its own thing, kind of like, hmm. like the, the, like that one scene from North by Northwest where the plane is coming down the field and then you know they like drop and the plane goes by. Right. 
that you can exactly pinpoint what movie that is from. I don't know that this one can be pinpointed. That's very interesting. But, yeah. I guess my thought was Citizen Kane because something similar happens, but certainly it could have happened before Citizen Kane. So, well, well, if anyone out there knows, tell us, please. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, he a uh, little montage of going to different. Stores. Okay, so this is something I thought earlier. I was like, why are you, why are you just hang? Just go to another store. Why are you hanging out here? Just go to another store, and then mm-hmm. finally, I was like, okay, he's finally going to another store. Uh, so yeah, he goes to another store. He goes he goes to the Mall of America. That's true. He does. Yes. And they, they've got their lottery system going on because they've got like a few Turbo Man dolls. Mm-hmm. Left. Another another store owner that has no concern for personal safety. Just like well, so can we step back for a second? Because yeah. at the at the first toy store, when he gets pushed back in the crowd, that's where he meets Sinbad, and Sinbad's like, "Man, this guy's just trying to be cool for his kid and like get him a good toy." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "We should be partners." And then Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, "No." And then he immediately like hits him in the tummy when the doors open. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this, when they're at the Mall of America, Mall of America is the next time we see Sinbad. True. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you brought Sinbad back. Because, yeah, we didn't mention how they met. Um, yep. Yeah. But yeah, so he's waiting there. He, he apologizes. He's like, hey, sorry for hitting you. You know how you know how it is. Like, we're both trying to get the mm-hmm. get this stuff. And so, Sinbad, who is, and this is important. This Unlike Howard's profession, this is important later. Sinbad is a postal worker. Yeah, and he, yeah. he's just doing his job during all this. Yeah. Well, rather, he's not kind doing, doing his, job. his job. Yeah. He's on the <laughs> yeah. clock. Yeah, they have a lot of really good bits with him being a mailman. Uh, I'll tell you my favorite one a little bit later, but oh yeah, the, he's his yes, it's it's excellent. But yeah, so they they get to the spot where the toy store where they're selling or they they are selling the Turbo Man dolls, but they only they have got a limited late shipment. Amount. Yeah, so they are doing a lottery where they're just using bouncy balls instead of tickets, which and, tickets and are so hand- easy to get. Oh yeah, so. and they're handing them out. Yeah. Well, it's a toy store, Paul. What do you think they have more of? Tickets or bouncy balls? <laughs> Clearly bouncy balls. You're right. Um, and they're handing them out, and then somebody, like, tosses the bucket in the air, like, well, hits th- it out well, of the guy's hands. When, well, the store owner is just like, we're going to be, we're gonna sell it at double the list price, and the crowd gets yeah. angry. They start attacking the guy just to get the ball, and then That's the, the worker's just yeah. like, ah, and then just, fuck it, tosses it in the air. And everyone just tries in like a nice slow mo of everyone jumping, trying to grab some with, with Christmas music playing in the background. Really, that a nice, very montagey, like, like spirit of Christmas meets spirit of capitalism. You know, like just bucking heads there. I thought that was um, actually a pretty nice spot in the movie. Yeah, and then the um, Sinbad gets one, and Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, "He got two, and they all <laughs> attack him. But here's the thing: during that point, there are bouncy balls flying fucking everywhere. I don't attack anybody for a ball. Yeah, I know. Also, like during that whole point, is like after he gets like tackled, he drops the one, but then decides to go for the one. Yeah, I feel like you would have a better chance of first turning around and scouting. Is there a closer one? Rather than going through this whole debacle of chasing for one ball through the Mall of America. Mm-hmm. Or being a yoked fucking giant and going to a little old lady and being like, I can literally crush your skull. Give me that ball, please. That's also true. Just even grabbing yeah. it from her hand. What's she going to exactly. do? Exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Instead, he chases the one bouncy ball just all across the mall, and then it falls down like 
down these steps and like down until like the bottom. He's on an escalator. Upper level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this little kid with a bowl cut puts it in their mouth. <laughs> and as you do. Yeah. And so he like chases the kid and then chases this kid. He doesn't go to the kid's mom and be like, hey, your kid took this bouncy ball that's important to me and means something and then put it in their mouth, which the mom would probably be like, oh, yeah, let me help you get this for my kid. He he like chases the kid through like a McDonald's style play place and eventually like yeah. winds up in a ball pit with the kid trying to trade a McDonald's ball pit ball for the regular bouncy ball. I'll which trade is a, you this nice shiny red ball. Which is a stupid trade because those balls are everywhere. This yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger clearly yeah. does not understand supply and demand. Also, can I say, bad mother. Mm. It's Christmas Eve. You're not buying a toy. You're not last minute shopping. Your kid's literally playing at a play place and you're like watching them. Yeah. Get get a better mom, kid. Also, get a better mom. That kid, n- most 90s ass haircut. Oh, the most. Yeah. The worst looking. Like Paul kid said, I've a ever bowl seen. cut, but it is so much more than a bowl. It's, it's not it's more a than a bowl cut. It's exactly bowl what cut. it is. It's the bowl cut. It's, well, no. It is the, the penultimate. It is. It is because it's like sculpted, right? Where it like follows the contours of like the back of your head. Because Jake Lloyd has a traditional bowl cut. Where it's like you kind of put a bowl over the head and it's like very uniform, like around. No, he doesn't. He's got a buzz cut. Am I think oh, I might be thinking of him in Phantom Menace then. You're thinking you're, of Anakin, you are definitely dog. thinking of Phantom Menace. The <laughs> kid looks the same. Anyway, that that's a that's a traditional bowl cut. This kid has like a sculpted bowl cut. Well, this kid. Whenever I watch this movie, I though, hate the way I hate this kid. By the way, <laughs> I just hate the does. way this kid looks. This kid pisses me off. Looks so much like like whenever I look at like the way kids dressed in like school pictures, like you know, like the class pictures that you see. Yeah. This is how kids like legitimately looked in 1996. Like this true, yeah. Every child dressed, yeah. Which I is remember, kind of refreshing. Like, seeing this movie, I was like, it's so weird that 90s fashion is like coming back, like it's trendy now. But none of the actual 90s fashion, right? Like the the way people dressed in this movie are horrendous, and now people are wearing like people are like, oh my god, this is like so vintage 90s, and it's like a color block polo. It's like, yeah, you picked the one trend from the 90s that was, like, fine. Yeah. But, like, if you dress like that fucking kid, you're going to get bullied. Yeah. <laughs> by me, because you suck. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the long, like, turtleneck with, like, a pattern on it and then, like, overalls yeah. and also, like, a red shirt over it. Yeah, it was. Oh, shit. I wore that same shit. There's pictures of me wearing that exact same outfit. Oh, me yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah. And we we were probably chewing on bouncy balls at that same mall. Exactly. Probably. I was sucking on I was sucking on my shirt. <laughs> I was sucking on the corner oh, that, of my pillow. If you want to find out about that, that the, you can go to patreon.com slash NES underscore pod and hear the full story. Uh so everybody accuses Arnold Schwarzenegger of being a pervert. That's true. And they all yeah. all the ladies start hitting him with their handbags. Which is pretty funny, honestly, <laughs> that he just gets pummeled with those for a while. Yeah. Also just Old women pummeling people with handbags is very funny in general. It's a, it's I a wish good it was bit. in every movie. Oh yeah, I wish that happened in Terminator and it like took him down for a while. <laughs> yeah, he had to power down. <laughs> was there someone eating a cookie? Because I wrote down a quote from Arnold where he says, "Put the cookie down now." Isn't that from Kindergarten Cop? Or am I misremembering? No, I definitely wrote that down. He definitely yells at someone for holding a cookie. No, you're thinking it's not a tumor. 
<laughs> anyway, I just wrote that down because I thought it was funny hearing Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger oh. yell about. It's when he's on the phone with Ted, and Ted oh, is because he's like yeah. telling his yeah. wife he's going to be late to the parade, and Ted's like, "Oh, this cookie's so good," and he's like, "Put the cookie down now." <laughs> and I thought that was really funny him yelling about a cookie. That was funny. You're right. I totally misremembered that. Right. We forgot about this part of the montage. I think. Um, cause he's talking to Ted on the phone. I think this is right after the mall. Anyway. I think, I think it is after the mall. Um, he doesn't get the turbo man to no. say the least, but, um, he, so he's calling his house and Ted picks up and he's eating a cookie. He's like, this cookie is so good. And he's just being a real shithead about it. Oh, like, I've got to get the recipe from Liz. Yeah. Who the fuck goes to somebody else's house and answers their phone? A guy who wants to fuck. That's, yeah, that's the rudest shit in the world, though. Can I you think, imagine if somebody did that at your home in 1996? Well, the, you could I, shoot a man for that where I'm from. He did say, like, like what's Langley, Lang, Langston, Langston Lang. residence. Like, I feel like I remember that being more common before, uh, excuse me, before cell phones, like the answering the phone, like with, this person's residence, or maybe that was just a TV trope. I think that's just TV. Paul, if I answered your telephone and said, this is Paul's phone, PJ speaking. <laughs> you have absolutely done that. I am 100% oh. certain of that. Yeah, that was a bad example because I'm pretty sure I've done that. Um, all right. Maybe it's okay. But, I mean, if it's your He's enemy, also chewing loud on the phone. No, that's know? it's insane what he does in the movie. But if it was like your actual friend or neighbor, then it wouldn't be that bad. But the fact that he's like a guy who's trying to sleep with his wife, that's yeah, funny and funny. He directs her to the shower. <laughs> I could go true. take a look if you like, Howard. You know, in my mind, Ted's got a greasy dick. And I don't know why, <laughs> but that when he was chewing on that cookie, I was like, that guy's dick is greasy as hell. I've seen a few greasy dicks in my day. I know the type. It takes one to know one. All right, so Greasy Dick Ted answers the phone, and they have a nice conversation. <laughs> greasy Dick Ted sounds like a cool rapper. Uh, and then Arnold goes to, is this where he goes to the diner and sees Sinbad again? I think so. Again? Yeah. But this is also when like his yeah. car breaks down on the bridge. Oh, he runs out of gas. Another- there's like a another half montage, it seems, and he's like driving around from place to place now. Um, and yeah, his his he runs out of gas on the bridge, and he's like, "Come on, come on!" But he's like a rich. guy. That was a pretty good Schwarzenegger, oh, by the that way. That was a pretty good. That was solid. Um, I thought I was watching the movie again. Ha, nice. But he like he's a rich guy. Rich people don't run out of gas. That's not a thing. No, they're always conscious of their resources. Rich people would have called a tow yeah. truck. Instead, he pushed. His giant, uh, again, yeah. there's another good thing he's big. He can yeah. push his giant GMC Yukon however many miles to with like. With nobody steering it. With no, he's steering it himself. Yeah, he's just lifting it, yeah. I I couldn't help but notice how not sweaty he was. No, he that's easy when, to him. When he was done, I was like, wow, he really did not break a sweat. Hey, you saw him working out at the beginning of the movie. That's true. There it is, playing back later into the movie. That's where his forearm strength comes from. But he pushes his car to a diner, and then he goes into the diner, and he's dejected. Sinbad's there. Sinbad is there. Yeah, and that's where that's where he uh, he he kind of talks. Well, I guess he doesn't really talk with the guy who runs the diner, the server, and the cook. Uh, but he 
they talk. He talks with Sinbad about how Sinbad didn't get this toy he wanted as a kid, and We've, now he's a postal worker. We forgot something. What did we forget? We forgot the Santa scene. Oh wow, we no. totally skipped Santa. Because after this, they go to the radio station. They, they he sees Santa at the mall. You're right. We forgot the Santa scene. Wow. Okay, Josh, lay lay the Santa scene on. Okay, us. so before all of this, before he leaves the mall, he's like upset that he didn't get the bouncy ball, and he walks past. The the photo Santa Jim Belushi and it's Jim Belushi, mm-hmm. which I didn't like. I didn't real. I, I I was like, wait, I saw Belushi in like the opening credits, and I w- I didn't. I was looking at my phone, just like typing up notes, and so I only saw Belushi, and I've never seen him credited as James Belushi. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute, which one is it? I can't tell because of all the stuff. And then it's Jim Belushi. Yeah. So he runs uh, into him, uh, and he was like, hey, you want a Turbo Man? Like, look. We got a Turbo Man right here, taken this morning. And then he was like, well, I guess I have no other choice. I guess I'll follow this lead with this sketchy Santa and his elf. And uh, they go to a warehouse uh, where there's just a, a whole bunch of other Santas. And this is where he meets Big Show. This is where he meets Big Show. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. He, he, gets, he gets the doll. And it, uh, he takes it out of the box, which they are not expecting. And it's, well, it's speaking wrapped Spanish. Up. It's wrapped up. Yeah. He well, he does the trade, right? He does that whole thing. He like he does the exchange. And for he pays them like three hundred dollars, which he never gets back. No. Mm-mm. Um. Well, he's rich. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it speaks Spanish and it falls apart. And then he's like, uh, "What does he call him? Con artist? Con artist?" And they all get upset. Yeah, yeah, that's apparently a real a bad slur against Santas. And yeah. then we have some amazing stunt work. True, true. Because uh, Sh- Arnold Schwarzenegger just decks Jim Belushi, and then it cuts to like a behind like a behind camera, and you just see a guy just like do a full backflip and flip on his head, just like pencil straight, whoop, right on his head. Great stunt work. That's true. I didn't realize that it was right on his head, but he does. He does just go right up there. Which it's a, it's, yeah. it's a, it's very slapsticky. It's very incredibly good. three stooges, and then we have just um, like a breaks out into just a, a Santa fight. Yeah, which has to be the easiest like fight to choreograph because you don't have to make the like stuntmen look like anybody. They just are wearing a beard and a hat. So like. Yeah. They can get who the fuck ever. And they got Big Show. They got Big Show. Which is amazing. And Vern um, Troyer. At, is it Vern Troyer or is it another little person? No, it's Vern Troyer. I, I read it on a, on the IMDb oh, thing. Okay. He's uncredited, um, but he's the tiny Santa. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, they're like, he's beating the shit out of all of them until Big Show shows up. And then they all dogpile on him, which is hilarious because they're all really on funny. him. And then Jim Belushi yells, dogpile! And then it gets busted up by the Pope. And the cops all burst in. They do a sting. Which is funny. I like <laughs> a this raid. Bit. It's a great bit. They're doing some sort of illegal shit. And then here's the... They like... After they all kind of disperse, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is just kind of standing there and like, hey, who are you? Instead of just being honest, he just like finds a police badge and then lies his way through this whole thing. Well, I wonder yeah. if he could get in trouble for trying to like buy illegal goods. I would be nervous too, but also conveniently, there's just a box of uh, toy a police badges. badges. Yeah, yeah, so he just like very quickly flashes, just like I'm this person, and then flashes like a badge real quick, and then he just like 
blends in we, very well. Yeah. We have also forgotten to talk about how there's the one recurring cop. At one point, he uh, backs into his motorcycle. That's true. Yeah. Right at the right before the uh, montage happens. And then I think we're up to date. Yeah. Because we have one coming Is up. He, yeah. Because that whole Santa thing happens. And then he like tries to drive away, gets stuck on the bridge, pushes the car to the diner, sees Sinbad. And then they hear a radio ad. Mm-hmm. While they're at the diner. Yeah. This is where the movie gets interesting for me. <laughs> I mean, I, they, I love this whole movie, but. Yeah. They try to call in uh, and say all of the reindeer. Honestly, Dasher, Dancer, here. Prancer, Vixen, Comic Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Yeah. So whoever, they, they hear on the radio that whoever can call in and say all eight of Santa's reindeer will get a Turbo Man doll. That's all that they hear. I think. They should have asked, like, who are all of Turbo Man's friends? Answer that, and you'll get the doll. They should make it harder. Oh, yeah. Well, this one. Well, there's Booster, and that's it. He's only got the one. He's the only friend. Which, honestly, would have been too hard for the people in this movie, though, because as they they show, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger calls from the diner phone. Sinbad pulls it out, so Arnold can't answer. But then they find out from the guy who owns the diner that the radio station is a block away. So Sinbad and Arnold like race over there, get into oh, the this studio. This is the best part. This is my favorite uh, Sinbad being a mailman part is that as he's running, he's like throwing mail out to make himself lighter. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> Which is very funny. And then he Again, his refers profession to Arnold. Plays into it. Yeah. And then he uh, refers to Arnold Schwarzenegger shortly after this as track star. Which is very <laughs> funny. Apparently so, Sinbad just made up most of his lines because he didn't care to learn them. <laughs> I love that. And it worked yeah. so good. It worked it very did. much in his favor. Movie. Yeah. So so they get to the to the radio station, like in the studio, and the very first thing they hear is somebody saying, uh, what is it? Tito, Jamal, and Janet, I think. <laughs> yeah. As answers yeah. to the reindeer, and they're like, No, sorry. Those are and it's uh, Martin Mall playing the the DJ. Right, which I did not notice until this time, which I don't think I knew who Martin Mole was the last time I watched this movie. Uh, but they just put a ponytail and glasses on him, pretty much. Well, he always wears glasses. But. Yeah, I, I guess I could have. I didn't remember that. Um, but, and then... Embarrassing. <laughs> I, know, I can't believe I forgot. But then Arnold and Sinbad, uh, they get into an argument with him about, like... First, Arnold breaks down the fucking door, and Martin Mull calls the cops. And he is like, kicks oh, that, the what, door in, and the glass shatters. That looked like yeah. an accident. I forgot about that, but that looked like Arnold wasn't supposed to break that. It, it, it did look crazy, right? He it, looked shocked. It got it got a reaction like, oh my god, the glass <laughs> broke. But yeah, he like breaks uh, out the door and just starts like, <laughs> yelling all the names of the reindeer. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, and then then is that when Sinbad pulls out the his bomb? Not so. First, uh, Martin Mull is like, "We don't have an action figure here. We have a gift certificate." Uh, and then, oh no, he pulls out the bomb, and then Martin Mull says that. Yeah, the bomb. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he did he you pulls guys out a think we had a Turbo Man doll here in the studio? And then they both turn on Martin Mull. It was like you said, whoever yeah. answered the question would get the toilet. Like, you get it. And someday. then what he says is, "We said someday," which he did not say. No. Well, I rewinded it. Oh, really? Rewound it? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, he just says you win a Turbo Man action figure, which is still technically there. true. But he did lie. He did also pretty much lie. Uh, but yeah, so Sinbad's got like the bomb, and then there's like kind of a struggle with Arnold and Sinbad and the. They think that the bomb is going to go off because Sinbad drops his box, and then turns out it's just a like a the music box. Music box. 
And so Arnold gets real mad at him. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, Martin Mole has called the police, mm-hmm. uh, including Arnold's favorite cop, a uh, gray-haired guy. Um, so cops are like storming the building as they're like getting ready to leave. So Arnold and Sinbad are like leaving. I don't know if there's a place they're going. I don't remember. I think they're just trying to get out. They're just trying to get out. Yeah. But then the police like storm uh, and they get to Sinbad right as Sinbad's trying to get in the elevator. And so they all like have their guns pulled on Sinbad and they're like ready to take him out. So Sinbad plays his famous game again where he pulls out his, uh, he doesn't pull out his package. He pulls out a package and says that it's a bomb again, which is a funny bit that he keeps doing, especially now. Yeah. Like, that would be a very fucked up joke to make like today, I uh-huh. feel like, in a family like I mean, Christmas comedy. I think this was before the Unabomber was caught. I think it was while the Unabomber was still active. Is that real? That's insane if that's true. I'm pretty sure. That's bonkers, and I love that if that's true. Um, and so Arnold like escapes via the stairs because I guess the cops don't use the stairs. Oh no, the, the one cop does use the stairs. The cop that he knows um, that he's run into recurringly, and so Arnold's like up at the top, and so Sinbad makes everybody put their guns down with his bomb, and then Arnold runs away, and then Sinbad eventually like leaves the bomb there and then goes down the elevator, and as they're both running away. Uh, they're both like running separately. You hear the, uh, well, the recurring cop, he grabs the bomb and he says, I was in the bombs cup for 10 years. And uh, he shakes the package and then you pan down to Arnold and Sinbad who are running away and there's just an explosion sound, meaning the bomb has blown up and apparently it was a real bomb the whole time. Yeah. Which and is then Sinbad goes, this country makes me sick. Um, which is very funny. Uh, but would you guys like to know when Ted Kaczynski was captured? Yes. Do you want to take a guess? 1997. I'm sorry. June 14th, 1996. Wow. June of 96. So probably, oh wait, no, sorry. That's when the article was written. Um, in 1996 is all it says. So this was so either just before or just after. If exactly. They, if they were Which filming... Is, Bonkers. If they were filming at the appropriate time because of all the outdoor scenes, mm-hmm. they would have yeah. been filming in winter of 95. Because I'm assuming this came out in holiday 96. That's, That's true. A good point. That's wild that they were like, yeah, you might just get mailed a bomb. Yeah. This was ap- sorry, April 3rd, 96 is when he was arrested. Um. Wow. Yeah, this released on November 1996, so holiday season. So, so it, this it would must have, been have been filming during, pretty much, uh-huh. if not before. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Damn. <laughs> That's so weird. <sighs> Great. Uh, oh, one thing, when uh, when all of the, the police cars were like swarming the radio station, I don't know if any of you noticed this, but I swear one of the vanity plates said police. I think that some places, I don't know if that's a movie thing or if that's just a big city thing, but I feel like that's... That happens some places where what? Just, it's just as police. On, on the that, vanity yeah. plate? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a, crazy and yeah. dumb. All, all of them say it, yeah. I have never seen that, and that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's not the smartest thing, I guess. Well, it was thought of by cops, Josh. So. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, yeah, there's the bomb that goes off, which the bomb plot of this movie, that's my favorite part. It's so buck wild. Yeah. For these days. Well, and the fact that 
My favorite thing about like slapsticky movies like this is that a bomb went off in his hands, and it's supposed to be like this terrible thing. But then his hair is just kind of messed up, and he has he, to wear bandages on his hands. He, yeah, he's like charred all over his body for a second. Yeah. Which is kind of accurate to Ted Kaczynski, because I think Kaczynski only killed like two people, and then everybody else he sent a bomb to. He wasn't very good at making bombs, mm-hmm. so like it would just blow off like two fingers, and uh, which is awful, obviously, but like... He didn't kill that many people. That's why they could still make fun of it. And why in later scenes, this same cop is just has like bandages all over his hands. Yeah. Which is a good bit. Mm-hmm. Also, I like that the cop is later still working. Like a bomb has blown up <laughs> in his face. He was literally yeah, he holding it. And they're like, mm, but you still got to finish your shift, dude. I'm sorry. It's you know Christmas Eve. Cops. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of crazy shit's going to go down later, sir. At the parade. Yeah. So after that scene, um, is that where that's where uh, he gets to go back home and he tries to steal the the doll from Ted's house mm-hmm. because Ted not has a before he doll. returns to his car, oh, which has been tagged and destroyed mm-hmm. and yes, yeah, stripped. Yeah, it completely. Is he has nothing left. Just the frame. So I guess it must have been a nice car at the time. Yeah, and yeah. and somebody wrote "Merry Christmas" in spray paint on his mm-hmm. windshield. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so then he gets a tow truck home uh, where he thinks to himself, sees- I should steal Ted's child's no, toy. No, no, no. He, says, he sees Ted putting the star on his tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that when that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. There's also Which is his thing. Uh, just outside the house, there's also some carolers. And I just want I only, to, I only bring this up because I recently learned uh, some fun trivia about uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas, the Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the line, "Bring us some figgy pudding." Yeah, yeah. Never, it's a it's a demand, like it's an actual demand. So like the idea was that like carolers would go from house to house, and then they literally would not stop singing until their demands were met. Now bring us some figgy pudding. So they would just keep singing and singing and singing and annoying the shit out of you until they got what they wanted and then moved on to the next house. That's funny. Hmm. And that's just a part of the song, I guess. But that's just some fun caroling trivia that I learned uh, somewhat recently. Know, did you, Have you heard the story around why people dress up and trick-or-treat for Halloween? Uh, no. Apparently in New York, there used to be the like every Halloween – there would be these kids who, uh, it was like a huge group of kids in New York City, and they would cross-dress and then go knock on everybody's doors and like prank them. And then people eventually were like, if you if we give you candy, will you stop? And they were like, okay. Oh. And that's how that happened. Wow, that's wild. That's believable. Traditions yeah. are weird. I guess I never even thought about that. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he sees Ted putting up the star and he gets upset. And he remembered something that Ted told him earlier that day when he was Safely about to go into the city. Under the tree. Yeah. Under the tree. Under the tree. This is where he gets real Troy McClure. Mm-hmm. So Howard goes and uh, breaks into Ted's house. He knows Ted's not there. Mm-hmm. He uses his credit card to unlock the door. Mm-hmm. Goes in and then like, oh, look, there it is. A nice label that says two... Frankie or whatever the hell his kid's name is from your loving father. Yeah, in Turbo Man uh, wrapping paper. In Turbo Man wrapping paper. Not at all hiding what it could possibly be. Mm-mm. He has second thoughts about it, like, oh, am I really going to ruin a kid's Christmas? Uh, 
And then I guess, is this where he runs into the reindeer that Ted also has around? Yeah, the reindeer, like, yeah. Chase, charges Who, him inside. Whose name is also Ted, which I forgot to say earlier. Oh, yeah. He, so at some point he calls Jake Lloyd, and he's like, where's your mom? And he's like, oh, she's outside petting Ted. <laughs> he was like, what? And then Jake just hangs up. Yeah. That's when they get mad at each other. But yeah, so the reindeer chases him inside, and uh, at that point, like, he accidentally... Knocks, there's a wise man decoration, mm-hmm. uh, like inside, and he knocks the head into the fireplace, and so that sets off the fire alarm. Um, and so there's like smoke billowing out of Ted's house, and then the Christmas carolers are singing a song at the house, and Arnold's getting nervous. And uh, I forget what leads to this situation, but he accidentally kicks the uh, flaming head outside of the fire, outside of the fireplace. Oh, I think to stop the house from burning down. Yeah. And it like launches at the carolers who scream and run away as if they've never seen any kind of tiny fire thing before. They're screaming like the world is ending. Um, and then Ted and Rita Wilson come out and they notice that Arnold is in Ted's house and they're kind of concerned, but also not that concerned because Ted just leaves and he doesn't do anything at his yeah. house that's potentially yeah. burning down. They're more just like, why no, the fuck are you stealing from Ted? Mm-hmm. All right, Ted, will you drive us to the parade? <laughs> Don't worry about the condition of your house. Drive us to the parade. And so Arnold and the reindeer, because the reindeer then gets out of uh, Ted's house, chases Arnold again, and Arnold punches the reindeer in the face and then proceeds to get drunk with the reindeer yeah. in mm-hmm. his backyard. Which I chuckled far too much at that. It's a the funny fact bit. That he was just drinking with the reindeer. It there are some really outrageous bits in this movie that I'm like, <laughs> this movie's so good. And it, he he like opens the beer and then he like thinks to himself that like I should go to this parade and then dumps the beer into the reindeer dish. Yeah. Like I think it's end. like liquor. Is it liquor? I, I thought, thought it was, it was liquor. I thought it was eggnog and rum in my mind. Well, he whatever. He gives the reindeer alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then ends up at the parade eventually. And that's the last you see of the reindeer. The reindeer doesn't come nope. back again. No. I love at the parade um, when they're all like uh, when when like Jake Lloyd and the other kid are there and they're all like, wow, look at the parade. They're like, oh, cat in the hat. And then they high five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what kids get excited about in 1996. It's like, oh, yeah. There were some uh, like. Dude- there you go. Every Thanksgiving, I still do that to whoever I'm watching it with. Oh, dude, big Snoopy float. Yeah. Hell High five. Yeah. Oh, don't get trapped in the Charlie Brown. But yeah, they yeah they have the dorkiest time at the parade. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> uh, he goes to the parade and he sees Ted uh, really hitting on Rita Wilson, like trying oh, to kiss car. her. Right. Yeah, and so he like runs hard like towards the towards them in their car, and then uh, accidentally runs into the cop with coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he knocks, yeah, the, knocks the cop down, gets hot coffee all over his face. And then the cop chases him, so he goes up a stairwell, and then it cuts back to Rita Wilson and um, and um, Phil Hartman, and uh, she hits him in the head with the eggnog. That's right. It like breaks his glasses or at least really bends them and mm-hmm. fucks them up. Yeah. And then he's weirdly okay with it. 
um, it seems. Well, he he doesn't even clean him off. He just like leaves and eventually like comes yeah. back and he's like, "What's going on, Johnny?" He, but he he no, still he has, has a he has a one liner where his. he's like, he's got a one liner after she hits him, right? Oh yeah, I think he does. He says that's didn't go how I expected. That's right. He expected to you know to boink her, put some to freaking boink the heck out of her. Anyway, but Arnold Schwarzenegger goes in this door, and they immediately assume I probably because of the way he looks. Uh, you're the guy playing Turbo Man. He's the replacement for Turbo Man. Yeah, because the, the other one was sent to the hospital with brain damage and is in a vegetable like state from the costume malfunction that supposedly they worked all the kinks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that they just start taking his clothes off. It's 20 people just stripping him. Uh, and it's for a parade. It's not like this is a movie or a TV show. Like, this is a no parade in Minneapolis, which is apparently so big that they have to... I mean, it's probably a high-budget enough thing. Where they have to strip then, him? Well, they're on, they're, on, they're on short time. But, but that's realistic. Like, 20 people have to... They don't have to strip him. He could have done that on his own. But like 20 people to get the costume on and like functional. But then when Sidbed knocks out Gigantor or whatever the fuck his name is, um, he puts on the costume all on his own. His costume looks more complicated. That's true. He's got that brain and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's got to fix that on and get it balanced. Exactly. And it's all one piece through the shoulders. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's getting that on his own. Well, he does it. Well, not only get, not only put it on, but he also had to take it off the guy that he knocked out. That's true. He did have to like he had to do really both parts of a guy to get that costume. Uh, but yeah, so they Arnold like makes it onto the the parade float for Turbo Man. He doesn't realize what's going on. No, he can't really put it all no. together. No, he's no. It takes him truly five minutes in movie time. He doesn't to, like like look down at his outfit or anything that he's done. He, he's just like staring and, and, forward. And, and, and at some point, they are, well, so Curtis Armstrong is playing Booster. Yeah, and he's just uh, like, you, I, you Wave! Lo-. Yeah. Well, he's just like, he looks at him, he's just like, wait a minute, I know you, you're Booster. Yeah. It's like, how, like, up until this point, he's led to be just like, you know, for the most part, an average to maybe slightly below average intelligent man. <laughs> But this is just like, can you really not put all these things? Like, I get that you're stressed and under duress about what's hap- what's been happening all day, but like, I feel like you could maybe put those two and two things together. Like, I just not put say in it thing. out loud at the it's, very least. It's, yeah, it's truly five minutes in real time. It's like, what that are it you? Takes him to be like, I'm Turbo Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you fucking. And then idiot. he just really leans in. It was like, yeah, I'm Turbo Man. Yeah, he doesn't even know about the the. The toy in the prize, and he's just like, oh, I guess, yeah, I'm Turbo Man now. Yeah. He seems to forget all about his kid, and just he really like, does. I'm just gonna enjoy being Turbo in, Man until he sees him, and he's like, oh shit, I got something to do. Um, yeah, and then so they're like, I think Booster is like, you gotta give out this toy to some kid. Um, I assume that's how it happens. I don't really remember. Pretty much, and yeah. Then, that is like, hey, don't exactly. forget, you gotta find a kid and give him this toy, and he's like, what? I have to do what? And he just seems really confused about following very direct instructions. Yeah. And then he sees his kid, and it's where he starts yelling, Jamie! Yeah, he starts yelling his name right when the microphone turns on. Yeah. But he truly says Jamie 150 times in the next 10-minute period. Um, So he picks his own kid. Yeah. 
Of course. Picks his own kid. Um, he walks up. He's like, his mom is also really cool with it. Just like, yeah, go ahead and go on the float. Well, I mean, that also, seems pretty normal. I guess. I mean, how, I would how go with goddamn him. stupid are these people? I would go with him. I would they not. They don't recognize him. I'm also, yeah, well, that, especially at the end of the movie. But I would go with my kid to the float, right? Like, I'm not going to let him go by himself. Especially what happens with what happens next. Not, it was the 90s, man. That's Nobody true. No one anything. cared. So yeah, they take Jamie. Jamie gets up on the float, and then uh, Doctor Demento he slides down uh, to go like try to take the because Arnold gets to give Jamie the Turbo Man doll. It's like a deluxe edition. Yeah, super and now deluxe. Sinbad is Demento. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sinbad is taking the costume, and so he slides down, and then he uh, like I don't remember what he does, but he they just have a real fight. Incapacitates Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And then uh, takes the doll from Jamie and then, like, kind of kidnaps Jamie, right? Like, he, like, takes him aside. Yeah. And uh, he punches Booster, who Booster's like, this isn't in the script. And then he, like, just pushes Booster off of the float um, and, like, incapacitates him. And then the news people who are announcing the parade are like, I don't think this is what's supposed to happen. I don't think that was in the script. Everybody else is like, this is great. The police are like, this is awesome. Everyone loves the performance. Oh, God, they're treating Turbo Man like he's like fucking super cop. It's very funny that they all love him. Actual superhero. Yeah. Yeah. He's Um, an act like he's an actor. What are you doing? And so I don't. How does he incapacitate Arnold at first? Because I know he. I don't remember. He does some sort. Oh, he, he uses his fist. fist like it shoots out, like his glove or whatever. Yeah, which is great effects for this parade, where he like his fist like launches, punches Arnold in the face, comes back, and then he immediately has use of his hand again, which just makes yep. it look like it was a real, yeah, actual like metal fist. Also, I can I guess maybe we can see a little bit of why like that first guy maybe had to go to the hospital. If they built a costume that can launch a fist that knocks out Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And so Arnold is like knocked down and then uh, Dr. Demento like runs away uh, just on the street with Jamie. And then all of uh, the Power Ranger-esque villains like jump out of the back of the um, parade float and jump on Arnold and say, don't you remember the choreography as they just beat the shit out of him? Yeah, truly just go to town on this guy. It's like that's not how like uh like fight choreography works in anything. No, they don't you just don't hit anybody. Actually yeah. attack you. Well, yeah. I think they were also maybe they were just like this motherfucker, you're ruining this. I'm just gonna actually hit you. And so he, of course, like just picks one up and knocks them all down bowling ball style. He then runs uh well, I guess maybe he doesn't run after uh uh, Dr. Demento. Somehow he gets on a roof. I don't. I was taking notes and looking up uh, Christmas carolers Jake, at this point. Jake Lloyd uh, climbs up on the roof, uh, and then uh, Sinbad follows him to the roof. Um, and then this is all while Arnold Schwarzenegger is fighting those guys who are like, you don't know the choreography? And then uh, Jake Lloyd like slips a little bit, but nothing too serious. And then... Um, I believe the newscasters are like, use your jetpack, Turbo Man. And then he's like, huh? And then uh, these things pop out and he can all of a sudden fly. And it is truly just too much time of him trying to get the hang of it. It's it's it, like, it, it's a lot. A he lot could have of... edited it down. 
They really could have. And they also, you know, they could have edited that down and probably saved a lot of money on VFX. Oh, that totally. whole sequence is just like all green screened and, or rotoscoped or something. Like where he like flies up the air and he falls down again. He's like, oh, and it, it's oh. like the, ah, which is, it looks so fucking funny <laughs> in a not good way. Yeah, not funny enough to keep it in there, but it does, it looks goofy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. He, uh, he learns to fly the thing, rescues Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie, like first Dr. Demento, he falls down. He just like crashes onto the parade float, crushes a giant uh, gift. gift box. Yeah. And then Jamie starts to fall and he like saves him just in time. Then he like lands and, uh, you know, Rita Wilson comes up and says, thank you, Turbo Man. And this is where I really was like, Okay, you really don't know that this is your husband? because I thought the same thing. Because like, before, he, he's like 50 feet yeah. away, and the kid, like, you know, who's obsessed with the superhero might not, like, even think to think of this. But, like, his wife really should have been, like, when she, like, sees him, be like, oh, you're my husband who I... You don't recognize... Like, years. you can see his yeah. entire bottom half of his face and his eyes through transparent plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, the not feature, a, The defining yeah. features are all there. Like I get you that you just can't see his hairline. That's the one thing you cannot see. I get that Turbo and you don't Man. Need it. <laughs> I know. I get that. Like for movie purposes, Turbo Man looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like in universe, like you know, I I it just it doesn't make sense to me. Like how do you not recognize your husband or you know the giant dude with an Austrian accent? <laughs> That's also there can't true. be that many people yeah who have that accent. No. And, and that, that timber set of teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody in the world sounds like that. Like, <laughs> how do you not recognize it from the voice? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And then then the, also, like right after his wife and his child, of course, that same cop comes right up again and says, uh, Turbo Man, we could after, use more like men like you on the force. After they all draw their guns on Sinbad again, dressed as Demento. Mm-hmm. Like seemingly arresting Demento, not Sinbad. <laughs> like they all thought it was real, or they all thought it was that a fake whole time. Yeah, until the very end, somehow. Yeah, it, it was very confusing what their logic was. Well, I mean, honestly, Sinbad, black guy. <laughs> yeah, not a great look for the police. Police department. I yep. mean, come on. But then at the very end, uh, Sinbad is understandably pissed because he's just like, oh, I was just trying to get a toy. Didn't really do anything. I guess he did kind of assault that one guy. And he also, you know, a bomb. Uh, They don't even know he's the bomb guy, though. I guess that's true. They don't mention it. That's true. They don't know. Unless Martin Mull told him. True. So they could know he's the bomb guy. But he's, you know, getting arrested. And then Jake Lloyd says, wait, wait. And as any good cop would do, when a child says to wait, sorry, when a white child says to wait, they will do so. <laughs> and they, he gives Sinbad the Turbo Man doll. Uh, and Sinbad is very appreciative because it's a very nice thing that Jake Lloyd does. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I don't need it. My didn't, dad's yeah, like, the real Turbo didn't Man. Didn't you want this toy? And he's like, why do I need the toy when I have the real Turbo Man at home? Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't play with his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just that, you know. That's pretty much it. That's the movie. Just ends right there at the parade. Yeah. yeah, except for the post credit scene. Do you guys watch the post credit scene? I don't think so. Are you fucking with me, Paul? I'm not. I'm 100% not fucking with you. Okay. Uh, it's very predictable. I bet if you guys thought about it 
you would figure it out. But I'll just tell you. Does, since it, we're, does it involve the reindeer? And Ted? No. Ted and the reindeer are not in it. Oh. But it's okay. got Rita Wilson uh, and Arnold. Arnold puts the star on top of the tree. and Oh, I do. I have seen this. Yeah. yeah. And Rita Wilson says, so uh, I know you really spent so much time on Jamie's gift, and I'm so impressed. And Arnold's like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I'm so good at this. And she's like, so I just have to ask, what did you get from me? And then it zooms in on his face, and he's like, oh. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah, I forgot I... I- did see I don't think I watched that this time, but I have seen that in the past. Yeah. It's not it's not anything crazy, but that's jingle all the way. That's jingle all the way. Yeah. An American classic. Nobody wants a booster. I know you a lot. You're a booster. Booster. It's so good. Well, I, I think we, we're almost done. I just wanted to I think that we should rank this out of warm, fuzzy Christmas feelings that this movie gives you. Out of five. Oh. Uh, I will give One. this, uh, I'm going to use, did you define a scale? Just five. Oh, five. Okay. Uh, eh, two and a half. I think I'm a two and a half too. Cause I did, I watched this as a kid a few times, but if I was watching it now, it doesn't like tug on my heartstrings like a wonderful, it's a wonderful life does. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. See, I said all that stuff about me not liking Christmas anymore. The second I watch that movie on my birthday, I'm going to be like, I love Christmas. Um, So yeah, it's not like, it's not a feel good movie. It's like a wacky one. It's and it's not even like, it's not even like the Santa Claus where you get like depictions of like the North Pole and elves and stuff. It's just like, it's mostly about a toy. Mm-hmm. It it could have been set not during Christmas even, and it wouldn't have changed much. That's true. It could have been a birthday movie. Yeah. But yeah, I I would agree. Two po- with you, Josh. Two point five. Mm-hmm. I do. I I think the only reason I'm giving it more than one is because I I did watch it a lot as a kid. I did too, and like maybe the Christmas music. I might give it a one one and a half. Um, just because there are some pretty dope Christmas songs in here. It has the greatest Christmas song of all time in it. So. Is that the Tom Petty one? Tom Petty one. Yeah, that is a good song. Uh, did you guys know my last bit that I want to talk about in this movie? There's a second uh, jingle all the way that stars with Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy, exactly. Wow. Yeah. He is in two sequels that are not sequels. He is in Jingle All the Way Two and The Tooth Fairy Two. The original <laughs> one being Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So apparently, he's just a replacement for. Dudes who are way too big and buff to be realistically in a movie. They just went the opposite direction. They were like, ah, they this did. Guy they were like the doughiest, dumbest guy. Who's, who's the normalist? Who's average? Yeah, he's down to earth. He's like us. He's just like us. Just like us. All three of us are just like Larry the Cable Guy. I've always said it. Get her done. Well. Wow. Well, thanks for reviewing that movie with yeah. us, PJ. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Am I the person who's been on your podcast the most at this point? It's probably Joe. Yeah, I think Joe has got you beat. Damn it. He's also our I'll executive producer, though. That's true. I've Yeah, I've heard that. You're working your way up there, though. Mm-hmm. I just want a featured credit, you know? If we ever do credits, we'll feature you. Hell yeah, brother. Well, cool. that, was, well uh, that, was, uh, that was our first for 2021 Movie Chris Month. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Movie, movie. Movie, movie. TM, TM, TM. Uh, if you have any thoughts about Jingle All the Way that you would like to share with us, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter 
at NES underscore pod or send us an email to nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod, where every week you can get another episode of the podcast. And a little fun fact, we're starting a, a little new series on the on the old Patreon. Uh, so if you want to be privy to that, uh, subscribe. It's just three bucks. I know you spend more than that per month on dumb shit you don't need. You might as well just uh, either add this on or just replace it with something else. Uh, PJ, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I have a podcast. Um, well, two podcasts. It's all the same feed. Uh I had a podcast called The Beach Boys Boys. And then I had a podcast called The Beach Boys Boys Present the Rolling Stones Studs. Uh, We have finished both of those where we go album by album through both The Beach Boys and then The Rolling Stones. Uh, We, we being myself and the other co-host Peter, are starting a new podcast that will start coming out early January. So if you just look up The Beach Boys Boys... Uh, anywhere you get podcasts, then, you know, we'll be there and you can listen. Check that out. Paul's been on. I have. Paul has been on. It's yeah. a great show. Yeah. I love it. I listen too. It's true. He does. He's uh, he's listened to every episode of this last season. Uh, I don't think I got to everyone, but I've listened to a good bunch of them. Yeah, he probably listened to all the good ones. Yeah. Anyone that I listen to is a good one. <laughs> oh, shucks. Paul, is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, well, Josh, as you know, I have the Paul plugs for you at gmail.com account and, uh, nobody has emailed me there. So no, I don't have anything to plug, but if you want me to plug something, email me there. Number or letter? Number. Paul plugs. Number four, you. Letter plugs with a Z or an S. S. Paul plugs. If if anybody emails me something, I will plug it on this show. (laughs) So I don't have anything to plug myself. Yep, Paul plugs number four letter U at gmail.com. Um, let's see. On December 19, uh, I will be at the Dram Shop. I'll be at Dram Shop Central uh, doing their holiday pop up. So if you need a last minute Christmas gift of a of some some stocking stuffers, stickers, pins, or you just want some prints for yourself or a friend. Uh, you can come get those uh, at Dram Shop Central. Tell all your weeb friends. Uh, those are that the if your friend, if you or your loved one like anime or manga, come to Dram Shop Central on December nineteenth from like two to six p.m. or something, uh, and uh, buy something from me. That's all I've got. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for for this episode. Uh, thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, do we have any idea what next week is? Nope. That's correct. We'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe.